Hey y'all, it's your girl Samanji and welcome to the Avocado and Honey podcast where we are becoming the best version of ourselves through self-accountability and vulnerability. Go ahead and drink your water. Now let's grow together. If you haven't already, please be sure to check out the previous podcast episode. Um, I broke down my pros and cons of living in Brooklyn, Atlanta, and Houston. I also shared what's been encouraging me to move to and from these cities as well. Um, If you like that episode or any podcast episode, please be sure to like, subscribe, share it with a friend. Um, Also, I do want to add, though, something that I do love about the South, um, Black men, of course, but... Um, I really do love how the men down here love them some big body women. Like I definitely gained some weight this past year and it was like the more I gained, like the more they loved. Like it was, it's been interesting, you know, and I appreciate that. It definitely helped me feel a lot more secure, a lot more confident as I was getting a little bit more thick, you know what I'm saying? So shout out to them, shout out to the South for that. Um, But for today's episode, I'm going to go ahead and give y'all the tarot energy for the next two weeks. Um, as well as share with y'all what I've been watching uh, for like the past couple months. Like I'm in the process of writing a series. So I've been watching a lot of shows for research purposes, of course, and reading a lot more. So I want to share with you some of the dope shows that I've um, watched on all like the platforms I have. And that's Hulu, Amazon Prime. I just got Showtime and of course, Netflix. So let's go ahead and get into the tarot energy for the next two weeks. So as always, I pull two tarot cards before pressing record, and those two cards are uh, the Ten of Wands and the Page of Pentacles. So I'm going to go ahead and read the definition of these cards via Biddy Tarot. The Ten of Wands notes that you are taking on an extra burden, a heavier workload or greater responsibility. Even though it is weighing you down and making things tougher for you, you understand it is only temporary. So you are willing to put in the extra hard work now to accomplish your goal and reap the rewards later. For example, you may work extra hours to save up for the family holiday, or you may help out a friend with moving with moving house, knowing they will return the favor when you move later in the year. Or you may care for a sick family member, adding your adding to your responsibilities at home, but knowing your loved one deeply appreciated. Sometimes the Ten of Wands appears when you are unconsciously taking on extra responsibility and finding yourself feeling weighed down, exhausted, and burnt out. You may try to do everything at once, even though you know it is adding extra pressure to your daily life. The Ten of Wands asks you to stop and examine your current lifestyle or work. Assess which activities or tasks are urgent or important, particularly concerning your broader goals. You may need to use various time management to determine where where best to spend your time and which tasks you can drop. Your goals need to be higher efficiency while also freeing yourself up for rest and relaxation when you need it. The good news is that the tens of in tarot represent the completion of a cycle. And with the ten of wands, the end is in sight. You have been pushing yourself to your limits and working very hard towards your goal. Now you are taking those final steps on the path of realizing your dreams. Sure, you might collapse in a heap of exhaustion when you get there, 
but you know it will be all worth it and well earned. The Ten of Wands can also show that even with the, the achievement of your goal, some significant responsibilities and commitments come with it. When you reach a point of completion, you become sparkly or starkly aware that you must now carry on the duties you have laid out for yourself. To ensure ongoing success, the trouble is, however, that these responsibilities may become too much to bear and you are struggling to let go. It is like the, the business owner who creates a flourishing business but is unprepared to delegate some of his or her responsibilities to the staff and ends up working 70, 70 to 80 hours a week. The inspiration and creativity that came with the initial goal or vision disappear and everything becomes hard work all too quickly. Thus, it is essential to let go or delegate some of your responsibilities to free up to still enjoy life. So that kind of resonates with me, um, not a lot, but I can see how I can make it resonate. <laughs> and that's just because like, I've just been working on a lot and I do feel that I could like, you know, do more fun things, but like, I'm like making these things my fun things. Like if that makes sense, I don't want to go into detail, but um, that, that kind of resonated with your girl. So we're going to go ahead and get into the page of Pinnacles Upright. The Page of Pentacles, like the pages of all four tarot suits, brings a welcome message of new beginnings, inspiration, and the initial stages of creative project or venture. Since the Pentacles rule the material realm and correspond to the element of Earth, this page symbolizes awareness. Or this page symbolizes um, the value of money, wealth, possessions, career, and physical health and how to manifest more of these material blessings. <laughs> you welcome new opportunities to your material life, a new job, a new business, a new financial windfall, and wish to discover how to turn your dreams into a reality. When the Page of Pentacles appear in a tarot reading, you are tapping into your ability to manifest a personal goal or dream. and may be in the midst of a new project, which is a hobby, business venture, or the start of a new educational experience. You are excited about the possibilities and the potential of what you put your mind to, knowing you can create whatever you want with focus, intention, and action. That said, the page does not specify the fulfillment of dreams as much as the initial motivation and energy to begin the process of turning those dreams to reality. You need to put in clear, you need to put in place clear plans for achieving your dreams and goals. Stay focused on the practical and tangible elements, keeping your feet planted on the ground and not getting carried away. Always looking for the next realistic and achievable step forward. Your common sense and pragmatic approach will lead you to a solution that works. In the quest to materialize his dreams, the Page of Pentacles is an avid student and seeks to learn the skills that will ensure his success in the long term. The Page of Pentacles often offers when the Page of Pentacles often appears when you are ready to uplevel your skills and learn something new so you can manifest your dreams. See this card as an invitation to take a class, continue your, continue your education, or start an apprenticeship. Even if you are already prosperous in your current field, the Page of Pentacles encourages you to try something new and discover another aspect of yourself. 
The more skills you bring to your portfolio, the more goals and dreams you can achieve. The page of pinnacles may show that you are considering a new business or entrepreneurial <laughs> venture, or you are in the initial stages of setting up the company to be financially successful and abundant in the long term. You might be new to this, but you have the enthusiasm, commitment, and devoted devoutedness to see the project through. Yeah, I feel like that resonates with your girl. Um, so yeah, you know, take what resonates, leaves what don't. Um, but that's the energy that most of us will be in for the next two weeks. And I really like this page of Pinnacles. Like, I definitely feel like that's my current energy. So um, let's get into the series. Okay. And also I'm using my headphones because it's just a little loud out here. Like it's a lot going on in a parking lot and I'm hopefully it just sounds better. I'm going to start with Amazon Prime. I'm going to go ahead and share the shows that I've been watching on there. I'm going to rate each show um, from one to five, you know, five being dope as hell, one being I would not recommend. Um, But most of these shows that I put on here are pretty good shows. You know, they at least got a C rating. So um, I'm going to start with Amazon Prime. And, you know, if you are into watching shows and ready to binge watch something, I would definitely suggest maybe pausing this real quick, getting a notepad and a pen or, you know, writing these down in your notes so you can remember to check these shows out. So the first series that I want to shout out or just, you know, state is Small Acts, which is by... um, Steve McQueen. So I really love this series because one, it's based on like black life in the UK. And I just didn't realize the black history in UK. So a lot of these like movies, so basically it's five films under small acts and each film is different. So it's like an anthology. And like the one that I think was the most popular was the Lover's Rock one, which it kind of show like, you know, when Lover's Rock was like, popping back in the day I think it's like the 70s or something so it's like black life in the UK back in like the 70s and 80s like you know and I feel like you know we don't talk about that a lot or people don't talk about that a lot like you know we definitely know what goes on here in the U.S. so now I've just been thinking like what was going on across the world like what were black people doing across the world during this time like not just in America so that's what I do appreciate about it um they have some really great actors John Boyega, Latitia Wright, Um, I definitely give this a five out of five and yeah, like I would definitely recommend it. It was like one of the movies where, um, the son wanted to become a police officer and they kind of have that same friction with police officers. I feel like that's, you know, universal, um, at this point with black people in the police. So it was just interesting seeing a different experience. And I really liked the one, it was like a, a West Indian, um, restaurant owner out there, some, area in the UK and just what he was going through just to keep his restaurant open like this series is a a must watch if you ask me so that's small acts on Amazon Prime another series that I have on my list is called washed I appreciate Amazon Prime even though I don't watch Amazon Prime like that but I do appreciate them because they allow other creatives who have like web series and things they allow them to put their web series on that platform so this next one is a web series. I think it started as a web series, but then like season two, got a little bit more advanced, you know, got a little bit more money so you can do more. And it was obvious. So the series is called Washed. I think they're based in Dallas, Texas. Now I think about it, 
But I would give this uh, series a three out of five. It was really good, but of course, you know, it can improve in some areas. And it was super relatable. And that's what I like most about it. It was about, you know, us older millennials, you know, now that we're 30 or turning 30 or around 30 and just us continuing to chase our dreams and just still figuring out life. Like, you know, and it's funny. It's really funny. Um, And I just really appreciate it. So I would definitely recommend that. Again, it's a web series. So each episode is like under 20 minutes, I believe. So it's a quick watch for sure. Okay, so this next one is called Ghost Inside My Child. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay, it's called Ghost Inside My Child. I would give this one a three out of five because it could be like it was a little boring at some points. But basically what this show is about, it's kind of like a reality show. I was just watching this for entertainment purposes. But um, it's basically like documenting like these little kids like who remember their past lives. And I just think that's so dope. And it's like it kind of confirms a lot of shit that I'd be talking about on here as well via the kids. Um, But like, you know, it was kind of it could be a little bit creepy because, you know, you're talking about the supernatural type shit. But I love this show a lot because like these kids vividly remembers their past life. I mean, it's unfortunate that some of the kids definitely like are traumatized because they're in a new life. So it's hard for them to like decipher like what is what, because like every time they go to school or go to school, every time they'll go to sleep, they'll have like nightmares or something. It was like one episode where I kind of had to like cackle a little bit because um, it was like, you know, a little kid, a little white boy. And in his past life, he was also like, you know, a white man. But as that man, he was one of the people who murdered, slaughtered the fucking Native Americans, like, you know, back, back, back in the day, like, you know, over there with Christopher Columbus and shit. And he was like, basically being like, uh, hunted by Native American spirits. And I was just like, <laughs> like, that's what the fuck you get type energy. But, um, it was really interesting because the person he was in the past life, he like, you know, didn't want to do it. It was like an order from whoever was in charge at the time. And he like, they did some very fucked up shit, like in detail. And it's like some of these stories that the kids have was definitely a part of history. And then it's also just like how, how, like how much they just erase history as well. Like the United States is what I'm talking about. Like a lot of these kids experienced some shit in a past life and they coming back and they saying it. And then you'd be like, why haven't I learned about that in school? Or like you heard, you heard something completely different, like, you know, so it was definitely, definitely interesting. I would recommend it. I would recommend it. It's called Ghost Inside My Child, y'all. So that's all I have for Amazon Prime right now. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get into Hulu. <laughs> and the first series that I want to shout out or recommend on Hulu is the Wu-Tang Saga. Um, they are currently on season two. And I actually have to watch the latest episode. I think it came out yesterday. I think they come out on Tuesdays. So um, the Wu-Tang Saga is basically a series about like how the Wu-Tang Clan got together and started creating music and started, you know, making history, basically. And um, I would rate this a four out of five. I love it. And um, I don't know, like I wasn't too aware of the Wu-Tang Clan. Like, of course, I knew some of the members. Of course, I know some of the, the songs like they're legendary at this point. But I didn't know in detail just like how they came together, everyone that's a part of the Wu-Tang Clan and just like how they came about. So it was very informative. Um, And I just like I fell in love with RZA as a creative because it's just like 
wow, we are pretty aligned. Like who I am right now and who you were back in the day is like pretty aligned and stuff. I mean, granted, he did do some shady shit because afterwards I started doing a lot of research on the Wu-Tang Clan. So I'm like, why they keep breaking up? Like what's going on? And then it turns out like, you know, RZA, he was just like the mastermind behind everything. And he brought like people together, even if they didn't fuck with each other. They like come together for the music, come together to get this money right now. And I just, I, I have to admire that. Like, you know, like he brought people together who literally wanted to kill each other. At least that's what I got from the show. But um, it's written very well. Like it's shot very well. Like I love this series. I can't watch, wait to watch this latest episode, but I would definitely recommend it, the Wu-Tang Clan series. And I give it a four out of five just because, like, it takes too long to be coming back. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, like, I think it was just, like, a long-ass gap between season one and season two. So it's like I didn't remember. I had to go back and rewatch some of it. But other than that, it's really good. Definitely recommend. Another show that I would recommend on Hulu is Nine Perfect Strangers. Now, the only reason why I watched this show, I'm going to be honest with you, is because Regina Hall is in it. I love Regina Hall. I'm obsessed with her as a person as a, and as an actor or an actress. So, like, she's amazing to me. She's phenomenal. She's everything. And, like, she's hilarious. I love her and Issa Rae together. But um, that's the reason why I watched this. And I would give it a four out of five. <laughs> um, and that's just, it's, it's a good show. I feel like I, I would take a point away just because... I don't know. I feel like it was a little bit too intense. Like for, I don't, uh, don't want to like, I'm trying not to give too many spoilers for this show, but basically what Nine Perfect Strangers is about is Nicole Kim and she plays the main character. I don't remember any of their character names, but Nicole Kim and plays the main character and she has like this retreat called like Tranquility or some shit like that. And, you know, people got, they were under the impression that it was like some kind of spa treatment type thing, but it was kind of like her own, um, pursuit to get connected to something she wants to get connected to. See, I'm trying not to ruin it. But um, so she's using all these people who just ex- been struggling, who has like experienced a lot of trauma, who also have a lot of money um, and bring them to this retreat and use like shrooms and other psychedelics to help them heal. Um, it was fucked up because, you know, she didn't get at least they didn't realize they didn't give her their consent because they signed forms in which they consented to everything, but they didn't realize because, you know, people don't read forms before they sign it. But it was really interesting. And I really love Regina Hall's character um, the most, honestly. I feel like she, the character threw me for a lot of loops because like, you know, she appeared one way, but then you get towards the end of the series and it's just like, who are you at this point? Like, you know, um, but I really do um, loved her character a lot. Like she, that girl can match, okay? But I really do appreciate the show Nine Perfect Strangers because um, of it's like of how they're talking about like healing. And honestly, I do want to try streams again for healing purposes. So this show definitely encouraged me to want to do it a little bit more. But it was amazing to see how everybody's life transformed afterwards. Like, of course, people were pissed. I wouldn't agree with a lot of the shit Nicole Kidman did. But in the end, they ended up changing their lives for the better and like truly healing. Like it was a couple on there who was like or family dealing with like the suicide of their son. And then it was just it was a lot like and that's probably why I would give it a four because it was like a low key overwhelming. So if you are experiencing a lot of shit, um, it could be triggering a little bit, you know. But it's good overall, and it definitely encouraged me to just, you know, continue on the journey of healing because it's beautiful, you know? So I have just a few more for Hulu. 
Another I would recommend is Dave. Um, I'm not caught up on season two, Dave. I think I like just watched a couple episodes. I give it a three out of five just because season two just wasn't like it, it for me, but I really did love season one. And Dave is a, a show about the white rapper Lil Dicky. It's hilarious to me. I thought it was very funny. Um, he has like his best friend. One thing I do appreciate about Dave is like how they kind of normalize just like mental illness, not like normalize it, but just like it wasn't taboo to talk about it. Like his best friend, I believe, was bipolar. And like so they was just talking about dealing with that. And it's basically like Lil Dicky's like struggle to become Lil Dicky, like, you know, so it was, it was pretty quirky and funny. Um, it's a very lighthearted show. So I would recommend it if you want something light. But yeah, three out of five. Another just like fun, lighthearted show, um, TikTok actually got me watching this show again, and that's Wife Swap. So Wife Swap got all their episodes on Hulu, and these these episodes are from like 2005. So it's been dope, like watching all these old ass episodes, seeing how they dress. But like Wife Swap, Wife Swap do a really great job with putting polar opposite families together and making them swap wives so it's like if one person is like super clean and strict the other family will be like all over the place like don't uh, don't clean at all like the complete opposite and then they switch a lot or switch wives and stuff and at first I was side-eyeing it a little bit especially when it came to race but it was really it ended up being really cute in the end because Towards at the end of the show, actually, once they be beefing and, you know, hate the experience and love the experience and just go through all the fields of the wife swap experience. Um, in the end, everybody learns a, le- a lesson about themselves and kind of evolve a little bit. So it's been really cool to watch it. I haven't watched it a lot. Like if I'm on TikTok and I see a clip, I'm like, which episode is this? And I'll go and watch it. So I'll probably watch like three, but it's been really cool. So I just wanted to add that on the list. So now I got Showtime. So I've been catching up on series. Um, so I have two series on Showtime. The first one, Black Monday. My girl Regina Hall is in this one. Excellent. Mwah, superb. I love her. Um, and Don Cheeto is in this as well. And it's basically talking about like the big crash that happened, I think, in the 80s um, on Wall Street. And so, yeah, just like I think the first two seasons. I think there's three seasons. I watched the first two. I still have to watch season three. And with the first seasons, two seasons, it shows like the buildup and then the actual crash. And then now it's going into like what's happening to those people after the big old crash happened on the stock market and shit. So it's cool because like, I feel like I'm learning a little bit about like the stock market. And then it's also entertaining. It's kind of like the black version of like the Wolf of Wall Street low key. Um, Definitely recommend it. I give it a four out of five. Love it. Okay, so this one, this show I just recently binge watched. <laughs> I feel like I'm on here all day, but I swear um, it's not even like that. But uh, this show I recently binge watched, season three and four of The Shy on Showtime. And season one and two, I really liked. Season three and four, mm, like I give it a three out of five. And that's just because like the writing was low key all over the place, like no diss to anyone who was a part of it. But it was just like, you know, you'll introduce a character and then like a couple episodes, it's like, what the fuck happened? Like they just like, you know, just bring people in and it's just like they kind of just have each episode like as each episode rather than continuing on with the story. Like I remember I remember the names of these because, you know, I just finished it. But like Emmett, um, his mom was dating like, you know, um, a Hispanic man. 
And then one day, like, he just disappeared and, like, this dude she got a masseuse from came back. And now they, it was just like, they was just, it, it, it seems like they was making it happen with what they can, they was making shit happen with what they had. Like, you know, they didn't go above and beyond. It was just like, okay, can you be a part of this season? Okay, then we'll put you in this episode. That's what it felt like. But season three, I liked. Um, but what kept me hooked for season three, it was just like, I need the fuck. I need to know what the fuck happened to Keisha. Like, where the fuck is Keisha? Like, I was stuck because I'm just like, if Keisha died, I swear to God, I ain't watching another episode. <laughs> like, I'm just like, what the fuck? And it was just, the shy is a lot. Like, you know, I'm, I don't know how much, like how reflective this is on like the actual people living in the shy, but it was just like, yo, can we get a break for one episode? Like the very last episode on season Four was very like lighthearted a little bit, but it was like, you know, happy for the most part. But it's like, damn, like, could we get to break? Like, it was just so much trauma. Like, you know, Keisha goes missing and then like another person gets cancer, like everybody getting shot. Like and then like um, I can't even think of his name right now, but Keisha's brother um, who's like a main character as well. Like, you know, he and his friend goes through like a police brutality experience and it's just like, when I'm over these police brutality episodes, it's like, when, why do y'all keep putting them in these shows? Like, I feel like everybody just want to feel woke. So they're going to put in a Black Lives Matter type episode. Like it's on white shows and black, it's like everywhere. And I'm just like, I'm over it. Like, I, I don't want to see it anymore. But the show, I was very traumatic. <laughs> like when I got to season four, it was so hard for me to finish. But like, you know, I was committed. So I was just like, let me just finish this fucking season. But it was definitely hard. Like, so I give it a three out of five. I would recommend it, especially if you haven't seen it. Um, I would definitely recommend seeing one and two. Also, I didn't like how they um, handled Brandon's situation. So the actor who played Brandon, who was like the main character in the first two seasons, he was like sexually assaulting a co-host in you know real life. And so they had to kick him off the show, which I understand, but I kind of wish they did better with the storyline. And that's what I mean. Like, I feel like they kind of just made do with what they had. Like, you know, whoever was available or shit like that, like Lala was in it randomly. And like, you know, she's like fucking on this young kid and like helping him cook. And then she like disappears for like that last half of season four, like at the last episode, I'm like, where the fuck is Lala? Like, she should be here for this. Like, you know? It was, it was a lot. Like it was, I'm just like, what, what, what's happening? But it's a cool show overall. You know, Tabitha Brown is in it. I wish her character had a better like storyline. I wish we knew a little bit more about her. I wish she was in the series just a little bit more rather just like kind of there. Um, but I liked her. I liked her character, but I feel like we should have got more of that character. And um, I'll stop there though. But I do recommend the shot, even though I'm saying all this shit, at least for season one and two. Um, season three, if you can bear it, like stomach that shit, because that shit had me stressed because I'm just like, where the fuck is Keisha? If Keisha, where the fuck is Keisha? <laughs> so, um, but then like, you know, just check it out. Just check it out. So now we're going to go and get into Netflix. So Netflix, I watch the most. Like, you know, I feel like most of us watch Netflix the most. And I'm right now, I'm currently watching um Squid Game. I just started it. I'm like on episode two or three and I'm definitely hooked. It's like a Korean show and it's basically kind of like the Hunger Games with like people who are in debt and just need money 
and they're basically playing for money, but if they lose, they die. So that basically sums it up. And it's just like, they're playing like these kid games and it's a lot of, you know, twists and turns and shit, but it's a really cool, it's a really good, good show. I like it. I give it a four out of five. Um, clickbait. Uh, I feel like, you know, that's another popular one that everyone's talking about online. I like clickbait. I like clickbait because it threw me for a loop. Like, you know, I feel like, oh, I knew who was doing shit, but it's just like every episode I was like, I had a new suspect and I like that. I like when I can't guess who the fuck is doing it. So by the end of it, I was just like, it was this bitch this whole time. It was this bitch the whole time. (laughs) Um, So I do recommend clickbait. It was a really good show. Four out of five. So basically it's about um, this dude, this man who was a, a teacher, I believe, And basically, um, he didn't show up for like work or whatever. And then his wife and every, the world sees this video online that says, you know, he like raped another one. He, or he raped a a woman, he hurt women. So once that video gets like 5 million views, he's going to die. And it was just a lot of twists and turns because, you know, you start off hating this dude because it's like, you know, we'll kill his ass then. But the more you watch, the more you learn. It was just like, ah, oh, maybe. Uh, ah, ah. So it was I don't want to get too much away, but I definitely recommend clipbait. So the next show I will recommend on Netflix is called Blood and Water. It's a Niger show. So it's an all black show, which I love. Um, off top, I'll give it a five out of five. And one thing I appreciate about this show is all the languages that are in the show, because I feel like we tend to forget how many languages are spoken on the content of Africa, uh, let alone just one country. So it was really refreshing seeing all these different languages, um, including English. And um, so basically it's about this family, this girl who was told that her sister was abducted when they were younger. She goes to like this rich private school and thinks she finds her sister. So she's basically doing everything to figure out if this girl's her sister or not. She, of course, freaks the girl out. And it's just, it's a lot that happens. But yeah, season two, it definitely, like, I feel like season one of Blood and Water left me with a lot of questions. I mean, at the end of season two, I still kind of got some questions, but I got my season one questions answered. And it's just really great writing, like really great everything. Highly recommend five out of five for Blood and Water. Another show that I'm still watching right now, it's another Niger show. Um, It's called The Smart Money Woman. And it's about like, you know, a group of young women. And um, they're basically one of them, like all their friends got their shit together. Like they love like material things, like, you know, the flyest bags and shit. And then like the friend, she kind of live above her means. And so her friends who got their shit together is kind of helping her get her shit together. And what I appreciate about this show is like the money management type tips that they give um, throughout the episode and also at the end. So I would give it three out of five because I feel like the storyline could be a little bit better. But overall, I would definitely recommend this show. Love it. Okay, so I'll share two more because I've been going, I've been talking a lot. So another show that I will recommend on Netflix is, or sorry, Manifest. Manifest is, I love it. Um, I don't remember how many seasons there were. I think it's like two or three. But basically Manifest is about these group of passengers on flight 828 (laughs) and they are flying from like Jamaica to like New York or somewhere, I believe. And basically during this flight, um, their plane like kind of disappears. So when, so everyone who's not on the plane, everyone in real life, like, you know, they're, they are under the impression that, that, um, the plane crashed and everybody died. But five years later, the plane just lands and everybody who's on the plane 
they didn't feel any change. So to them, it was like they planned just fucking landed. There was no time in between the time that they left Jamaica to when they landed. So everyone, you know, in their real life was moving on and kind of mourning them while they're just like landed. And like now they're five years into the future type shit. So it was like you see them adjust. Um, but then also like the people who are on the plane, they kind of got like these intuitive type powers that forces them to like save the world. And like, I like this show a lot. I feel like it should be called The Calling because like every fucking line is like, The Calling? Did you get a calling? The Calling? The Calling? It's like everywhere. It's just The Calling? The Calling? And I'm just like, you should do a drinking game. Every time they say The Calling, you take a shot, you will get fucked up. But um, it's a good show overall. I give it a four out of five. Um, it was definitely frustrating at times because, you know, people don't want to cooperate and stuff, but that's what shows do. Like, you know, they get you upset and shit, like, especially if you get attached to a certain character and stuff, you want them to make certain choices, but it's a really good show. Like, um, I feel like my intuition and shit and like my thoughts be like the callings and shit. Cause I'd be like, should I do this? And then my calling, my, my intuition will tell me something. So I should be like, awesome. That's a Raven shit. But I do recommend it. It's a good show. Four out of five. The next show is perfect for spooky season. Like if you want to do some Netflix and chill on some spooky shit, I will say watch two sentence horror stories, five out of five. One off top, one thing I appreciate about this series is that it's black as fuck. It's not all black, of course, but it's black as fuck. I've never seen a horror show or a horror series where there's so many black people. And I'm just like, this is beautiful. But not only are there so many beautiful black people on there, the stories are fucking great. Like some of that shit, I was like, you know, a little spook. And it's hard to spook me because I, you know, I don't know if I ever shared this. I love like horror films and shows and shit. Like if you can get me scared, then... It was a great, like Conjuring was one of the scariest movies I've seen. I remember in college, I like slept with my cousin. <laughs> but outside of that, like, you know, you can't really spook me. You know what I'm saying? But two sentence horror stories, like, even if it don't spook you, like the storyline is just, it's spectacular. I definitely recommend it. I might actually watch it again towards Halloween because it's that good. But um, I'll stop there because I've been talking for a long time. But, you know, if you've seen any of these series, let me know. Like, you know, on social media, we're at Avocado and Honey on Instagram, um, at underscore Smanji on all social media platforms. Um, let me know your thoughts. Let's talk about it. Like, let's get into it because I'd be wanting to talk to people about these shows. Like, I got my girl, Tony Ann, so I'd be, I'd be texting her. We always suggested shows and shit to each other and we'd be talking about it. Oh, my goodness. There was another show on Hulu. I can't even think of the name right now, but it was like these girls who like one of the girls got kidnapped and they're trying to figure out what happened. That show, fuck, I'll bring it up in the next episode once I remember the name of it. Cause me and my friend was going back and forth like, uh uh-uh, like what the fuck? But it was like, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna get into it. But yeah, so let's talk about it. If you've seen any of these series, if you watch any of these series after, you know, you listen into this podcast, we can still talk about it. Like, you know, DM me or comments on any post and let's talk about it because let's do it. So um yeah so as always you know like subscribe share this podcast episode with a friend if you like any of the jewelry or anything that i'm wearing um or if you just want to support your girl you know head over to shellmoneys.store um and basically i make handmade jewelry and hair accessories with power shells and crystals like you know intentional type shit so again if you want to support me or if you just like this shit and you want to get some for yourself Head over to shellmoneys.store. Everything will always be in like the description box if you're watching from YouTube. And if you are watching from YouTube, like it, like this video, subscribe. 
Um, we're also, we also got Shell Monies on Instagram um, at Shell Monies and also on Facebook at Shell Monies. So if you want to follow us there, please do so. Uh, and you know, we're going to have to go and get into the jam of the week. So um, I've been in my auntie bag, y'all. Like I got this playlist called Sexy Auntie Vibes on Spotify. And it's all my favorite old school songs that just made me feel like the sexiest auntie alive. And this week, I've been listening to that podcast, or that, sorry, that playlist a lot. So the song that for this week's Jam of the Week, y'all probably already know it. It's by Roger, and it's called I Wanna Be Your Man. <laughs> I wanna be your man. I wanna. Yeah, that one. So that's going to be this week's Jam of the Week. Um, yeah. So thank y'all for listening. Uh, thank y'all for being on this journey with me. And thank you for being you. Continue to take care of yourself and continue to love up on yourself, y'all. I'm going to talk to y'all next week.